other business. Business, business, any other business. It's Friday time. Any other business. Take your jumper off. Any other business. Put it back it, it's on. Again. On. Welcome to today's Any Other Business. We uh, It was a ropey start. <laughs> it really was. But we've had a lot of people get in touch during the course of the week that apparently that song uh, gets stuck in their head. Well, what about that? Well, I mean, you'd expect it to for the, uh, the the million pound session that we had at Maida Vale Studios with the money from the home time budget. Uh, you'd expect them to come up with a, a, a catchy jingle. Yeah, exactly. And uh, a lot of people inquiring about when they can buy that on 7-inch single. Well, we haven't had an actual date yet from EMI, our parent holding record company. Uh, but we'll get back to you on that as soon as it's fully released. But we're hoping for a top ten. Finish. We are indeed. Uh, on today's Any Other Business, a slight break from the normal rules. You will hear something from tonight's Home Time show. Uh, that is because we will be calling up a chef uh, later on today. I say chef. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Grease monkey. <laughs> Deep fat fryer. Tickler. Hey, we don't want the whole tour to fall apart. We, we need a name for them. We need a name for people who operate... Um, chip shops because let's be honest and even when we saw the head chef at Poppy's he's not a head chef really he's just a, should we call it deep fat fryer tickler or... I think we're being snobbish here I think we're being snobbish alright what are they do- alright what are they doing okay they are lowering chips into <laughs> boiling fat and then back out again no 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 the process the process is thus waiter waitress goes to table says what do you want customer says I want fish and chips. Right. They then go to the hatch and say, customer wants fish and chips. If there's no sit-down bit, you can start from here. <laughs> <laughs> then fish and chips is made and then is given to customer. The process of how that is done doesn't matter. The person who is doing that is the chef. I don't think they're chefs. I just don't think they're chefs. They, they, they are in charge of a process, but they're not the variation of your average chef might make, make ham, egg and chips one minute, knock up an omelette the next, or something that hasn't got an egg in it, you know? But uh, fish and chip guys or girls, it's the kind of the same thing. Do you think you're not just being judgmental just because the only bit of cooking that is involved is deep fat frying? A little bit, yeah. But I say to all the uh, chip shops that we're about to meet this week on our chip shop tour, prove me wrong. All right, OK. Marcus Waring, fantastic fella. Spoke to him earlier on the show this week. Michelin stars, uh, Master Chef the Champions or whatever it's called. That's what it's definitely That's called. It. <laughs> Master Chef Clash of the Champions. That's the one. That's the one. It's really good. I'm a very uh, big viewer of it. Big, big fan of that show. Um, he prepares you fish and chips. Michelin starred Marcus Waring. Do you say to him, you haven't chefed that? Well, it's a little bit like, right, imagine he's an artist and he does everything. He does uh, he does kind of uh, structures and uh, sculptures and oil painting. He can do sketch stuff. We can do stuff with watercolours or whatever. But then there's that... What's that bit where you, you carve into lino? It's not very good. Lino carving. You know, then you print on it. Uh, something you do at school. It's not very good. Yes, I mean, yeah, potato printing. Potato... Yeah, well, let's just say, for argument's sake, mm. potato printing. Say if you've got someone who's always doing potato printing, you would, you would worry whether they had the kind of smarts to do any other art, but if Marcus Waring, who can do all the different bits of art, had a go at potato printing, it'd be like, oh, be cool, really good. thanks, okay. Marcus, you've done some potato print. <laughs> OK, well, look, I think... I think gonna, that's clear now, isn't we're it? We're going to have... Yeah, definitely. OK. No muddying of any waters no. there. I think what we'll have to do is agree to disagree. OK. Uh, but one thing we can certainly agree on uh, is that we'll be speaking to uh, a chef later on today. Can you remember his name? 
Um, yeah, Bruno. Okay, <laughs> oh, God. That's late He's on. a big lad as well. <laughs> I'm quite worried about this. Any other business. Oh. Uh, I love the fact that you're distracted because deep down you want to get back to your computer football game, don't you, Richard? Uh, well, yeah, no, yes and no. Uh, I'm not distracted because I'm here for any other business. Right. But. Uh, let's let the uh, the listener to this podcast into a few secrets here. At 3.45, we'll do a Facebook Live uh, ahead of today's Hometime Jukebox. Tops off, you message us, see what happens. That's exactly how it happens. Yep. We'll be using my iPad and Facebook Live to make that happen. Ah, I realise now why the time pressure's on you. Yeah, because if you open up uh, the iPad and unlock it, you'll see... A bit of blue. <laughs> ..that it's half-time oh, yep. between Yeovil and Stevenage. And it's it's 2-0 to Yeovil. Oh, wow. So your team is Stevenage. Mm. You've been doing quite well this season in Football Manager. We're second in League Two, yeah. Does this mean that the, the wheels are coming off your wagon? This this result so far? It's not a result. It's only half-time. It's only half-time. It's only January, mid-January. So we're in the transfer window. We're in second place. Uh, it's all still to play for. I don't think the wheels are coming off, but there's certainly a locking nut that's loose. Um... Yeovil, you've got to be beating them, haven't you? Haven't they got a pitch where you can't see one end if you stood in the goal or something like that? It's like a hill. Uh, they famously, moved? they did used to have a sloping pitch, yes. Yeah, I think they must Good have updated knowledge, that by now. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, but they're about 13th in the game, so I really should be beating them. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get through that quite quickly, hopefully. What about this as a um, sliding doors, parallel time, continuum type thing? Obviously, you're going to carry on and finish this game before we do our Facebook Live mm. thing at quarter to four. So what the audience, the audience hearing this podcast ain't going to have a time to change that correct but what about a what I would have done type scenario if you were Richie you're 2-0 down at half time uh, you're the manager of Stevenage how do you turn things around to see whether you can beat Yeovil home time at absoluteradio.co.uk a little bit like OJ Simpson what I would have done if I did it any other business can I tell you about something I saw on the tube today go on yeah I believe they call it parkour oh is that People running around and jumping off stuff and that. <laughs> yeah. So I was walking into Tottenham Hale Tube Station and then suddenly uh, some tracksuited fella uh, comes bursting through and hops his palms of his hands on the top of the gate yeah. and vaults over it as if it's like school sports day. And I was like, God, scumbag. Sorry, without paying. Without paying. Without paying. Without paying, Exactly. Wow. And you kind of think, oh, that's not on. Come on, mate. Come on. But then the whole outlook changes as he then starts going down the escalators and a third of the way down the escalators hops off the escalator and onto, like, the little running bit in between the two escalators that have got, like, the raised things yeah, telling you to you stand the, on the right. Yeah, hit exactly. you in the nads and all that kind yeah. of thing. And then parkours his way down the rest of the escalators. And then suddenly everybody is gone from, look at that scumbag, yeah. to, oh, <laughs> a little bit of cheeky parkour. Isn't he clever? I don't think parkour allows you uh, off having to pay your tube fare. Well, I'm glad you agree. I mean, parkour, parkour is parkour, but, I mean, there's a time and a place for it, isn't it? That's exactly what I thought. Pay up front and then jump. If I was watching some kind of uh, display of parkour, I'd think, yeah, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. But the moment you don't tap in and tap out to get on the tube, I'm sorry, that's lawless, lawlessness. You, you want him to roll his ankle at the bottom, don't you? I kind of did. But <laughs> I kind of did. I kind of wanted to get to the bottom and fall flat. I don't like any form of what I would describe as showboating whilst travelling. Let me give you some categories of this, mm. right? Firstly, people who walk along and read at the same time. 
I want them yeah. to walk into a lamppost. I, agreed. I went past someone, I was cycling home uh, from work two nights ago. Uh, normally you see most things there with people on different types of bikes. Some guy rollerbladed past me. No time for that. No time for that. You know, and what he was doing, he was sat, you know, sat into quite a low... You know the way if you're uh, midway down the slope, if you're doing a ski jump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was sat quite low and on his haunches. As if he's having a poo. Exactly. It was like yeah. that. Whoosh, straight past me. I really wanted him to go over. What about those that are going down a public highway on a bike and they're doing a wheelie? Oh, yeah. I've never been able to, A, cycle without hands, mm-hmm. or B, do a wheelie in my entire life. So there's the jealousy thing, but I also want them to fall off. Primarily, because that is your showboating whilst travelling, isn't it? Travelling, showboating. If you've got any other suggestions of stuff, you see people showboating when they should just be getting on and concentrating on travelling. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. That is very authentic. Uh, um, what's the show called? Seinfeld. But it really is authentic Seinfeld. Thank you very much. If we can bother you one more time about football, please bear with us on this because this is quite different. It's not just normal football, it's kind of weird. It's about the uh, mask that Aubameyang put on during that game on Thursday night. I don't think people will mind us talking about this because I don't think this is necessarily about football. I think this is about the opportunity life. in life to, when something good happens, to celebrate, yeah. uh, to to perform. So last night, Arsenal were playing uh, Rennes uh, in the uh, Europa League, French side, which Rennes. is why I did the accent. Uh, they were 3-1 down from the first leg. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won 4-3 on aggregate last night, so it's quite some comeback. And Barry Aubameyang scored, didn't he? Barry Aubameyang, uh, yes, he did. His brother, Pierre-Emerick, is also quite a handy player, but Barry did score, and he scored the winning goal. Brilliant. When he scored that winning goal to make it 4-3 to send Arsenal past Rennes into the next round, what he did was ran behind the goal and he got a netted sports bag that he'd positioned behind there, obviously, rather cunningly. One of those ones that you might have put your daps in back in the 80s. Back in the day, definitely. Maybe you either tie-dyed it or your mum would put your name on the front. That yeah. kind of bag. <laughs> what he does, he pulls out of it a Black Panther, a Black Panther mask. Was in from the movie, the Black Panther? As in from the movie. Superhero. Superhero, yeah. Wow. All the Marvel stuff. Puts it on and then celebrates his goal like that. Now, he's got a bit of a history for this. He's done the same wearing a Deadpool mask, uh, wearing a Spider-Man mask. Wow. So it's a thing he does when he scores big goals. Did he get a yellow card? Of course he gets a yellow card. So you take your shirt off, you get a yellow card. And this is where I have a problem, all right? Because as an Arsenal fan... You've paid a considerable amount of money yeah. to watch that last night. You've been entertained. And the peak thing that can happen is your team score a goal and you go through. So when that happens, why can't we all enjoy it? Why are we getting yellow cards dished out to people that are just doing what they do? Yeah, if you think back to the 90s and to Miri Katspire, do you remember him? I do. When he lost the plot and started <laughs> kicking the boards, took his shell, <laughs> yeah. that'd be a yellow card these days it as well. It would be, yeah. It's not fair. But, I mean, weirdly, I'm an NFL fan and uh, they have a big thing, well, just the season just gone going on about this, they're cracking down on what they're calling over-celebrating, mm. which is ridiculous. And it came to a kind of crunch where uh, one player for one team scored a touchdown and had hidden a mobile phone in the base of the posts. Yep. Uh, he got his friend to hide it there and then pretended to take a call immediately after he scored. Right. Now, he got in trouble for that, but I think that's brilliant. We want more of that kind of stuff, don't you? Wasn't there actually something... Uh, that, I'm sure that happened in football a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what game Producer was Nick it? Knows. Producer Nick Mario what? Balotelli. Mario Balotelli, that was it. In France, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. So what did he For, do? Was, yeah. He, he grabbed his phone from a photographer 
That's it. And took a selfie. Yeah. I love that, and though. I it. I think it's fantastic. Balotelli is an idiot. There's no two ways about it. But <laughs> I, I, it's great to see stuff like that. You want good celebrations. What, what do you want? Old-fashioned handshake, pat on the back, straight to the centre circle? <laughs> no, thank you very much. <laughs> God, I've actually, I would actually love to see someone celebrate this weekend with a stiff handshake. Stiff, no one does handshakes anymore. <laughs> no, they don't, Where no. do they go? Such a shame. I'd love right now to be able to name the celebrity that you and I have met within the last six months who, when they came into the studio, had a cold. So as a result, they wouldn't do a handshake, but they would do a fist pump. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Because I had my own opinion on that. I have... I mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever fist bumped in public at all. It was really no, quite embarrassing. It was really embarrassing. He's quite a gangly chap. We're, we're not exactly, like cool kids, are we? Do you know what I mean? No, if you're a fan of the show and you just refer to it as a gangly chap, uh, I do think for, for for regular listeners now... Yeah. I mean, it ain't Bill Bailey. It ain't Bill Bailey, <laughs> but he, he fist-bumped us and then uh, did some special anti- uh, antibacterial yeah, soap on did, his hands. Yeah, yeah. Which is the opposite of gangster cool, that's for sure. And now this podcast joins up live with listeners to tonight's Hometime Jukebox show. A little bit like if you're listening to a midweek football match and they welcome people from the BBC World Service halfway (laughs) through. It's exactly that. It's a bit like that. Let's join up with our friends from the Hometime Jukebox show and see what happened when we spoke to Bruno in Canvey Island. Hey, who are we speaking to? It's uh, Bruno's Fish and Ship. And this is in the beautiful district of... Canvey Island. Fantastic. Wowie, so good you named the fish and chip shop after yourself, Bruno, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> OK, you sound like a bit of a character. Where are you from originally? I'm uh, Portuguese. Fantastic. And how did you get into the fish and chip game? Well, I come to England when I was 17 and I started working in fish and chips. So I've been working in fish and chips since. I'm 37 today, so I've been 20 years in the fish and chips. Uh, look, Bruno, uh, th- a lot of nominations uh, for Bruno's Fish and Chips on Canvey Island. Uh, best chip shop on the island, great staff. Bush we- needs to visit Canvey for this reason alone. I mean, this is high praise. Yes, that was very good, yeah. We've talked yeah. on the show before about maybe doing a visit to Canvey Island because, I mean, I-, I live in Leon Sea and I hear a lot about it. What is, what's yeah. so special and different about Canvey Island, Bruno? Well, you know, I love Cary Island. That's why I live here for 20 years. <laughs> OK, yeah. And is it like Miami, Miami Vice? I always think Miami Vice when I think of Canvey Island. Like flamingos and people living on boats and stuff. Is it that kind of thing? It's lovely. Cary Island is beautiful. You have to come and visit it. And look, well, we, we're going we to. Uh, a week today will be the final day of our fish and chip shop tour. Bruno, if we were to have one thing, what would be the big special that you would recommend for Bruno's Fish and Chips? Cotton chips is our main uh, is our main seller. Cotton chips. Okay. All oh, right. Yeah. There seems to be a bit of a pattern with some of the chippies we've been with that. <laughs> yeah. And is there anything unusual you do? Do you deep fry any Mars bars? We had a, we had a guy on yeah, from Edinburgh. We do, we do deep fry Mars bars. Yes, we do. Pe- pizza. Do you do d- crispy pizza, crunchy pizza? No, no, no. We just keep it, we keep it just fish and chips and Mars and bars. Mars bars and pies and sauces. Okay. Just the basic. We just do the basic. The Bruno, I, I, for one, am really looking forward to it. Me too. It's going to be exciting times. Yes, you will. You will. You will be. So there you go. That completes our five finalists from five different places in the United Kingdom for our chip shop tour of 2019. We start up in Edinburgh. Then Ding. we work our way down to Sunderland. Ding. Then we go to Blackpool. Ding. Into the middle for Nottingham. Ding. Then we go to Canvey Island. Ding, 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 ding. 
there's your tour, folks, and it all starts on Monday. Because everything starts with a pinch of salt. Any other business? Any other business? Any other business? Business. Drink after work. Any other business? Got five minutes for a pint? Any other business? No thanks. Thanks. 